Welcome to Kingdom Talk Radio Hour with Dennis McCork, founder of God Hope Ministries. Kingdom Talk is where Christ is King, and we are the subjects and citizens of the Kingdom of God. Yes, welcome once again to Kingdom Talk Radio Hour on Talk Radio 1550 KXCX, the best talk in town. We're here every Saturday from 12 and 12 to 1, and I have a our co-host here, Loto from Loto Ministries. Loto, it's great to have you here. Hello, Dennis. Welcome back. And we have a premiere appearance here with Matt White on Kingdom Talk Radio. Matt, it's a joy to be in the studio with you. Yeah, great to be here. Mm-hmm. Finally made it on. There you go. <laughs> and Philville will be with us again next week. He's taking care of business elsewhere this morning. But as always, we're going to be talking all things kingdom in relationship to what's going on in the world and how do we as subjects and citizens of the kingdom of God, how do we navigate what's going on in the body politic, in the school boards, at City Hall, with our families uh, and our friends, uh, even on the streets of Fresno and Central Amen. California. We're broadcasting right here from the luxurious mm. Manchester studios, reverberating here from Central California off the foothills back into the valley, bringing the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God. And you know, brothers, it is important that we recognize that our primary identity is citizens of the kingdom of God, yes. that we are sons and daughters of the king, and that he has an eternal kingdom that we have been initiated into through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. And when we have that foundation, that solid foundation built upon the rock of Jesus Christ, it's from there that we can then go and be influencers for what's right, what's good, right? We have the ability then to have the discernment of the Holy Spirit to know not just what to take a stand on, not just what to say, but to have the right heart posture as we glorify God. Jesus said, let your good works shine before men that they may see you, your good Mm -hmm. works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So uh, that's what Kingdom talks about. That's what we are about as brothers and sisters. But Matt, uh, we only have you here for uh, the initial part of the program. And what we wanted to hear your thoughts with regards to... uh, what happened last night with Donald Trump's announcement? Yeah, the energy in the room was ecstatic from what we saw. And it's big news to see President Trump make his big announcement, especially after teasing it last week. And it's really cool to see kind of, you know, there's just energy around the guy. And mm-hmm. I know very much the establishment wants to get Trump out of the way. He's he's mean. Nobody wants Trump. Nobody wants the mean tweets. But I don't know, four years ago or actually two years ago, when we had President Trump, we had the most you know prosperous country in a long time, you know, I want the I want the mean tweets back and the low gas prices. I don't want any more of the $6 gas, you know. And I think him making a push to run in 24, it'll be interesting. I think with DeSantis, you know, looming in the background, potentially making a run, I think there's going to be a lot to talk about in the next two years. You know, I think that your perspective, uh, you're speaking for a lot of young people. Uh, those of us who are older, we've had, you know, maybe decades of different uh, ethos or mm-hmm. uh, posturing of presidents in relationship to how they relate to the body politic. And, uh, you know, you're young, you know, you voted for Donald Trump, uh, and, uh, he's really your first president that you really identify with. Is that fair? I would say so because he said it the way the American people saw it. He just was a man of the people. And I think that's what resonated, you know, with middle America, the forgotten people of America, he resonated with those people. And he got so many people that had never voted before out to vote. And you got those Republicans that hadn't voted in probably a decade to get out and vote. And, you know, with him coming into 24, he has that energy because of him being such an icon. You know, he's 
familiar. He was on TV shows, you know, him doing all the stuff in New York, be, building a business, his name identity there, and just, you know, being able to have this mass following, you know, just brought the energy around Trump, mm. you know, speaking up. And last night he said it best. He said, this is not my campaign. This is our campaign. He's trying to be a president for the people. It's we the people. And I think that's the message that resonates most with Americans. And I think that's what resonated for me. You know, when I saw him in 2016, that was kind of my introduction into politics. Yeah. And I remember I was very much in the minority. Everybody's like, oh, let's just vote for Hillary Clinton because she's nice and she's been in politics for a long time. And, you know, the old class, the Clinton, the Bushes. And I remember being so happy walking into my high school class with, you know, the Make America Great Again hat and the newspaper. I was like, wow, we have a president that's actually going to represent the people. And I remember being such an oddball. I remember going and, and, you know, feeling like a minority at my school and everybody's crying, you know, so sad that President Trump, they thought the, the country world was going to end. end yeah. yeah, World War Three. everything that we heard. And I know that was even trending this week, World War Three, And, you know, coincidentally, you know, at the Trump endorsement as well, everything that was trending yesterday. But, you know, I'm I'm very energized for 24. And I think, I think he's going to be he's going to have very much strong competition on both sides, maybe with the Ron DeSantis. And then, of course, from the establishment, they're mm-hmm. going to come at him hard. So, yeah. yeah. Do you think that uh, the president was striking a new tone last night, Loto? Yes, I think. I, well, I think he was striking really the, the same tone <clears throat> or the same uh, message. And uh, yeah, yeah, I would say, you know, a, a, a different tone than definitely from 2016. Mm-hmm. But everybody heard the same same guy from 2016. You know, the yeah. thing that that, that that I find striking about uh, uh, President Trump is he has the credentials to say everything that he's saying. We, we, You know, there's a debate. Well, he's not Christian enough and all that. Well, I know uh, presidents that claim to be Christians, and they were they did a better job when they became Christians at uh, talking in circles of why they couldn't keep 50% of the promises they made. Trump got in there and kept almost 100% of the promises that he made. You know, so so it was it's 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 a really interesting time that we're in. I'm really looking forward to this. You know, there's so many things uh, that 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 can spur because of this, and I think uh, debate is very healthy. You know, um, I wish that we would you know we weren't so divisive. You know, things weren't so polarizing. You know, but this is definitely separating sheep from goats to take a turn from the Bible. Yeah, there's no doubt that that's going on, yeah. and. Uh, it's an exciting time to be alive in Christ on planet yes, Earth, but especially yep. in America, and even more so in California. Yeah. You know, Prop 1, uh, abortion on demand, passed here in California. So this gives us a cameo, a backdrop of darkness, so that when we shine the light, it shines that much brighter. And uh, it's a call to repentance uh, as believers, where we recognize that we haven't had the influence that we should have had in the culture. Uh, but the reality is, is that when we are postured in repentance and humility before the Lord— then we can rise up uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit with courage and boldness to to proclaim the truth. It says the righteous are as bold as a lion, but the wicked flee when no man pursues. And so we're going to continue to be bold. But there really does need to be a clarion call to repentance, doesn't there, Matt? I mean, you know, you're, you're speaking, I think, again, uh, echoing what a lot of young people feel about uh, President Trump and uh, his posturing and such. Um, but... In, in the context of how uh, dark things are with uh, the whole wokeism and everything that goes with that, um, is, is this a time to, to really take a stand and, and give a call of repentance? Oh, I think so, 100%, especially in a world that, you know, has thrown out very much morality. And we've seen the direction that our country 
has gone into, and especially for young people, this is the most depressed, suicidal, anxious generation in history. Mm. And yet we have every single thing, the easiest access of pretty much mass production, mass consumerism, everything can be dropped off at your door Mm -hmm. and we can have such an easy life with how, you know, you know, blessed we are to live in the United States of America and have these access to things. But in correlation to that, we have everything, but yet we're so depressed Mm. and we're so anxious and all, and we have, you know, an increase of suicide and the vote from the midterms shows, you know, more of that, you know, mass turnout for marijuana use in terms of legalization, Mm. more access to abortion and the denial of self, you know, self-responsibility, you know, personal responsibility has kind of gone out the window because people are choosing a life of pleasure and not of God. And if you realize all of this is a plug-in into filling a giant-sized hole in their heart for what God can only fill, God can only fill that hole, but yet we're told as their youth is, chase your career, consume tons of different things, and this is what's going to make you happy. And ultimately, that's not what happens. You end up becoming more depressed, and that's why we have you know the rates of suicide that we do have, even though... We have the most things that the most successful country. We may not be, you know, in the GDP, but like I said, in no other time have we had access to the things that we do have now and technology and so on. Yes, no doubt. And we were reading yeah, before good. the show here in Second Timothy chapter three that it says men shall be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. That's right to your point, Matt. And the thing is, it says that doesn't say that they necessarily hate God, but they, they but they love pleasure more. So there's definitely, definitely some God haters out there. But there's also those who are wanting to wear the name of being a Christian, but love pleasure more or love uh, pleasing people. You know, mm. um, Paul said, uh, if I was uh, seeking to please men, then I would not suffer for the gospel. You know, and uh, that which is... Uh, a pleasing to man is an abomination to God, Jesus said. So we need to be those who are seeking to please God yes. first. Uh, and then from there, we can uh, you know, go forward and really hit the bullseye at this very strategic time in history. You know, And so, Loto, as we look at the landscape of what's going on uh, today, we're going to be going into a bit about uh, our, my recent trip to Israel with John Somerville. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about some miraculous messages of hope from Scripture here on Kingdom Talk Radio. Again, every Saturday from 12 to 1. Yes. Uh, you can also join us on on Facebook, on YouTube, uh, on Spotify with your podcast. Please yes. like and subscribe and share. And we're not going to shy away from reading the Scriptures, as always, here on That's Kingdom right. Talk. And we're going to share the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God. But Loto, yes. in light of what's going on with this polarization, how important is it that we are led of the spirit, not our own frustrations, and disappointments and bitterness? Amen. You know, uh, Amen. How important is that? First of all, thank you, Matt, so much for, for the perspective. It, isn't that amazing? That's, that's a Gen Z right there. There you go. <laughs> and all yeah. that, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, and, and, and you, you get that because that's somebody that's not led by the flesh anymore. There you go. And, and not even led by politics anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, Dennis, to answer your question, you know, uh, bluntly, it's extremely important to be led by the Spirit and nothing else and nothing else. But every because everything else, wherever it leads, it will always come up short. It will always come up short. And I love uh, what, what Matt uh, explained that, 
you know, uh, you know, this generation has everything at its fingertips. Literally, all you have to do is press a few keys and everything will just show up at your house, you mm. know. But yeah, why are they still so depressed, you know? And so the thing is, the only thing that delivers us from that and keeps us from 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 that, those those experiences is the Holy Spirit, you yeah. know. And it is so important us to be led by the Holy Spirit. The you know, and some people are asking, well, what what is the Holy Spirit, and, and how do I get led by the Holy Spirit? That's why you need to tune in to Kingdom Talk every single Saturday noon, right, Dennis? Well, there you go. You know, God's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love yeah. and of self-discipline. And that's one of the great gifts of the Holy Spirit is the courage. It's the Greek word paraclete, and okay. it means to come alongside, to encourage, mm. encourage, right? Yes. So another word, you know, the King James says the comforter, um, uh, Others, other translations use uh, encourager or whatever, but, uh, it really is, uh, that the Holy Spirit does impart courage. And yes. Matt, as you take a stand in the public square on the radio, on the podcast, you know, uh, uh, at your work or even just at a, a city hall meeting, what have you school board meeting, um, how does the Holy Spirit play a part in that? Yeah. I think it's giving you the courage to be able to speak and reject evil on mm. all formats. And I think you're a good example of that at the school board meetings and the city council meetings and everything that you go is this is a time where they want to pretty much push out anybody that's a Christian mm -hmm. in the public square. They've done a really good job about, you know, and especially ourselves, you know, as Christians, we've abdicated this space in, you know, in the conversation mm. and we've allowed other people to make those decisions for us because, oh, politics is dirty and we shouldn't be involved in that. And it's to be quite the opposite. People go, oh, why are we trying to push legislation to ban abortion? Because if you if you make a ban on abortion and you stigmatize this and you change the culture, you make it less acceptable, mm -hmm. people will be less apt to do it. But they think, oh, it's going to be all these different things where we're talking about the murdering of children and we have to make sure we have to fight back against that and we just have to speak. And I think being led by God, I think, is the most important thing because you got to be able to have the words to speak. But that, that comes with having prudence and being able to have those words come out and free flowing. And I think that's, I think, super important is, to, you know, be in prayer, to be in the word, because that'll give you, you know, the courage to be able to stand up against the evil in this world, because there is so much evil in this world. And to live in this life and not have God. I don't know. It is, it's very troubling to see what's going on. Oh, that's so it's, good, Matt. It's so true. It makes me think of the prophet Ezekiel in chapter 2. You know, he talks about how that God was sending him to an impudent people that will not listen. He said, but I've set you as a watchman upon the wall, and if you do not warn them, their blood will be on your hands. And if you warn them and they don't hearken, then their blood will be on their heads. And he says, as you were saying, Matt, you know, that, that um, he says— uh, he said unto me, son of man, this is God talking to the prophet Ezekiel. He says, go and get to the house of Israel and speak with my words unto them, for you are sent to a people of a strange speech. You're not sent to a people of a strange speech, of a hard language, but to the house of Israel, not to many people, people of a strange speech, speech or a hard language, whose words you cannot understand. And he says, but the house of Israel will not hearken unto you, for they will not hearken unto me. For all the house of Israel are impudent. They're hard-hearted. He says, Behold, I've made your face strong against their faces and your forehead strong against their foreheads as an adamant stone, harder than the flint stone. Mm. Have I made your forehead? Fear them not, neither be dismayed 
at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. And that's the kind of fortitude that it takes when you stand up against evil, just as Jesus did against the Pharisees, against Pilate. He is our example. Christ suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps, who did no sin, neither was there any deception in his mouth. When he was reviled, he reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not. Mm. And he committed himself to him who judges righteously. And so we are called to follow in his steps. And there's a great quote uh, by Chrysostom, the head of the uh, church back in the fourth century, right there in Constantinople. And, uh, you know, uh, I was just there in Constantinople just a week ago there at Hagia Sophia. It's amazing to think about the history. And we had that quote that was uh, given uh, this morning as we gather before the show. Do you have that handy by any chance, Matt? Um, And it's really speaking to exactly uh, what we're talking about uh, with regards to being faithful, being strong. And uh, do you have that right there? I do not. Okay, I do right here, actually. Here we go. This is Chrysostom. He said, uh, he who is not angry, whereas he has cause to be, sins for unreasonable patience is the hotbed of many vices. It fosters negligence and incites not only the wicked, but the good to do wrong. John Chrysostom, Chrysostom, 349 to 407 AD. Thank you, Matt, for joining us here on Kingdom Talk Radio. We appreciate your Gen Z perspective and your kingdom perspective as well yeah, it was great being on i hope to stay longer next time but i thought i'd come and contribute to the conversation and i know you guys have a lot to talk about in this conversation but for the people out there is you know don't let the bible get dusty go out and read the scripture you know get in the word get into prayer because you know there is somebody out there you know there is hope in this world come even on though it seems very dark and you know i'd be i'll be praying for the people out there in you know, in our in our in the city of Fresno and yeah. the people and surrounding, you know, is that there is hope in this world and it is through Jesus Christ. Come and on. So, that's exactly uh, right. I'll be praying for that and I'll be praying for you guys as you guys continue this conversation. But it was great joining you guys just for this short period, you know, being able to contribute and thank you guys for having me on. But it was our really? joy. Our joy for sure. Man. Again, Kingdom Talk Radio here every Saturday from twelve to one and we're talking all things kingdom, you know. Loto, uh, this recent trip to Israel made me really appreciate awesome. uh, you yes. know, our country, but, but also the country of Israel. Yeah. Uh, and um, there's so much history there. You know, when we landed in Tel Aviv, we were right there uh, in the land of Manasseh where the 12 tribes were allotted, mm-hmm. and that was their allotment. And it's amazing to be there right in the land where all of the history of the Bible is, is so well recorded throughout yeah. Scripture. And so, you know, as we landed there, we went on up. Uh, to uh, Caesarea Maritime, where Paul was held trial before Felix, Festus, and Agrippa. And we read the scriptures there. It was quite an amazing experience. And then on over past Mount Carmel, where Elijah uh, withstood the prophets of Baal. And then we went to Megiddo. Mm. And we know that the the, the, uh, Valley of Megiddo and the Mountain of Megiddo right there is in prophecy and scripture in the Mm -hmm. Revelation chapter 16. We'll talk a little bit about that here on Kingdom Talk. Yeah. To be there, though, Loto, right there on Mount Megiddo, overlooking yes. the valley and realizing that God is going to fulfill Scripture there. Yes. And he's going to uh, see that these nations uh, that come against Israel are uh, not victorious. He's going to mm. stand up for Israel like the days of old. And we're standing there overlooking that valley. And then we went up to the, the Sea of Galilee, went to Bethsaida, the town of Andrew and 
and and, and Peter and, and James there. Yes, that's and right. And then also Capernaum, where Jesus yeah. had his headquarters and where he preached. Uh, we uh, opened the scriptures right there in Capernaum, right outside the synagogue where uh, Jesus would have uh, preached there. And uh, that was quite a joy. And then we came on down the Jordan River and we went to where uh, a, a possible site for John the Baptist doing baptisms there. And mm-hmm. we saw people getting baptized. And then we came down to the uh, Dead Sea and we floated in the Dead Sea and went to Masada and Engedi where, where David uh, was hiding from Saul and all the way down to the very south end tip uh, of Israel to Elot. And that's mentioned in the Bible as well. Solomon had a fleet of ships down there. Right oh, on, yes. On the Navy, yeah. Yeah, there you yeah. go, right there on the Red Sea. Amen. And that's the Aqaba uh, leg of the Red Sea. There's also the Suez leg that leads up towards Egypt, I mean, towards Cairo. Mm-hmm. But we crossed over into Egypt, and what a experience that was, and went right to what uh, is a most likely site for the crossing of the children of Israel, the Red Sea. It's yes. debated about where Mount Sinai was, but uh, we do understand that Moses, when he fled Pharaoh after killing the Egyptian in, in the book of Exodus there in the first few chapters, we see that he fled to the land of Midian. And we know that Midian is in modern-day Saudi Arabia. Okay. So it makes much more sense that he crossed the Red Sea over here in the Aqaba yeah. leg mm-hmm. of the Red Sea. And uh, it's amazing to see the plain there and how there was room for millions, uh, uh, potentially, of Jews there and, and how the angle going into the Red Sea was at such an angle where it would accommodate millions of people descending wow. down in. But we know that God miraculously intervened uh, he was a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day, and he intervened uh, between Pharaoh and the people of God and parted the Red Sea, and they crossed dry shod <laughs> all the way to the other side. And, of course, when Pharaoh followed afterwards, uh, God uh, basically jammed up the chariot wheels and then unleashed the waters upon and destroyed the enemies of Israel. What a picture for us today for our salvation, Loto. Yes, yes, and, and also about our own relationship with God. Yes. You know, and just, um, you know, I, I, this is so awesome. I, I, I'm, I'm just studying Exodus, you know, and I just uh, finished up uh, where, uh, right at the end where uh, Pharaoh over and over and over again sees the hand of God move, mm. and yet his heart is still hardened. every yeah. All ten times. Yes. All ten times it's still hardened. It's like, man, like, Father, don't let me be like that. You know, no. I don't, you know, yeah, it's amazing, Loto, Isn't because it? the first five times yes. it's mentioned, it says Pharaoh hardened his own heart, yes. and then it says God hardened his heart. Yes, it's, yes, and that's kind of the the dynamic that happens with some people. Yeah, we want to make sure it doesn't happen to us. Is that yeah. we have free will. Yes, Pharaoh had free yes. will. Yes, uh, contrary to what some people believe with their understanding of salvation. Yeah. I hate to say it, a Calvinist mm-hmm. view, but. But the reality is, is that uh, Moses did harden his own heart. But then yeah. God, at a certain point, says, "Okay, if that's what you want, that's what you're going to get." Yes, because Pharaoh already did it. Yeah, he 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 already did it. He did it himself, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just uh, amazing seeing sign time after time after time, and it's what a warning to us, you know, as individual and, and as a nation, yes. you know. And just man, how many times you know we just harden our hearts? God keeps you know you know bringing his discipline, you know, and. And, you know, but now it's it's not. We can't talk about those things because you know God can't be that mean. God God doesn't have wrath. God doesn't discipline his kids. That is so contradicting to the Word of God, where it says, "As a father disciplines the child he loves," you know. So God chastises you know you know his his you know his children. 
you know. But yeah, what 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 a warning to us, you know. I, I always I always um, I'm amused by people who who you know uh, who who almost brag about how hard their heart is. My and lord! And for me, it's like, dude, you need to get on your knees and repent, and you need to ask God to harden your heart. You know, or to 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 soften your heart. Right. You, know, you need to you know, ask God to 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 soften it and give you the grace. You know, so yeah, that that's one thing that always just just strikes me. You know, because I never want to be in that place. You know, no, Loto, and the God has preserved you and I and and our listeners who are in Christ who are Praise walking. God. You know, in the spirit, mm-hmm. um, and there's always repentance when yes. we do get yes. hardened. Yes, that's yes. the key. But but we have to be careful. Like we yep. also see in the New Testament here in Second Thessalonians. Mm-hmm. Um, it talks about God shall send them strong delusion. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, that they would believe a lie, that they all might be damned who mm-hmm. believed not the truth and had pleasure in unrighteousness. So there's yeah. a point if we don't trust in the Lord, we don't believe the truth, that we can yeah. then uh, harden our hearts and then God can come along and actually seal the deal yes. in, in judgment. And yes. the reality is, Loto, God has kept his hand on you and you, Man. you know, came from a background, you were in gang life, mm-hmm. even though you had a wonderful upbringing in, in your family. And you had a call this morning from somebody that uh, was in that life. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's a powerful testimony. Um, but before you share that, mm-hmm. you know what? Go ahead and share that. I want to bring a gospel message at the tail end of that. But Amen. can you share you know, a little bit about how did, you, how did you fight off that hardness and, and how has God used you to help others fight that off? You know, it's, it's, it's awesome. You know, um, uh, this morning I get a phone call for somebody that means a lot to me. Somebody that, 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 you know, just, just really uh, has a, a special place in my heart. Um, and this is a person that, you know, even before Christ, you know, I looked up to, you know, a lot of us guys did, you know, when it comes to the gangbanging structure, you know, you have your OG shot callers, you have your command, you know, wh- wh- whatever. And this guy was on top of the, top of that, that stack, you know, and, um, he's, 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 if you're going to look for a prototype of the gangbangers that we wanted to be, it's him. Uh, this is a guy, you know, who, who just, man, there, I mean, just. Could, could, could snap a neck and then just go to eat cereal like it was the Sunday morning, you know. Um, wow. And, uh, you know, he ended up uh, serving some time, uh, quite, quite a bit of time, <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, you know, I, I thank God because he, he was released and I heard that he was doing good. So I had to go pick him up. I wanted to see myself for myself. I've been praying for him, you know, for so long. I wanted to go see, you know. And so, you know, we spent some time and I started seeing some change there. Um, but, you know, I, I knew that because I got, you know, I took the route that I did, you know, when I, when I, when I chose to follow Christ, you know, when I chose to, 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 to get on a new path, that only means I had to leave an old one. And there was people in the old path, you know. So I just, I never know where everybody stands, you know. For the most part, Dennis, I thank God, man, because, you know, my brothers before Christ loves me. I love them, and, and nothing's really changed with, with many of them. But this is, again, this is the one where, you know, the, you know his opinion mattered a lot. You know, to be honest, you know, so I get a phone call this morning and, uh, and it was him <clears throat> and, 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 and I said, Hey man, you know, and then, uh, he just went on to just started, you know, just encouraging. He said, Loto, man, I've been watching you, you know, and, uh, and, and man, I had a dream about you, you know, he says, it's weird to me cause he, you know, he has really served God, you know, and, but I understand dreams, you know, and he said, man, I don't know why I had this dream, you know, but then he started talking about courage and not being afraid. And he said, man, I've looked over your life, you know, and he said, I saw you in the streets, you know, and I see you, you know, serving God now. And you, you're one that's not afraid. You know, he said, man, I just want you to know I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you, you know, and, and man, you know, and like, you know, and, and, and he just started encouraging and just laying it on thick, you know, 
And again, this is from a hero of mine, you know, back in the streets, you know, and still now today, you know, uh, you know, there's because there, I can't take away his leadership. The guy had, you know, you know, great leadership and all that, you know, but but it just it really meant so much to me, you know, and I was sharing that this morning because, you know, uh, to, and I'll share that now too to encourage everyone out there, you know, that's serving God, you know, and you're wondering, man, you know, this, is this making a difference? Is this making a difference? Of course, it's making a difference. You just never know who you are making a difference to, you know, and I thank God so much because of faithfulness. You know, had I been like a Pharaoh who, who said, OK, God, you know, go ahead and you know, take your people. No, 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 no. I'm going to keep your people. OK, God, do your will. My life. No, 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 no. I want to do my own thing. Hmm. And I was back and forth, back and forth. Trust me, I would not have gotten that phone call this morning. I would not have gotten that phone call this morning. That phone call came not because of my faithfulness, but because of God's faithfulness to me. And, 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 and I counted on that faithfulness. And, 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 man, you know, has it been perfect? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I knew that every time I would reach up, God was right there to grab me, reach down and grab me and pull me up. You know, and, and, and so I thank God so much, you know, for that phone call this morning. It, it, it just meant the world to me that somebody, you know, uh, that, you know, uh, coming from where he's from, you know, just, just could look at my walk with Christ and talk about how thankful he was. You know, that, that I've kept the faith, you know, all these years. So wow. I just want to encourage everybody else with that. That's awesome how God has kept you, you know, looking diligently, lest any root of bitterness rise up and thereby many be defiled. Yeah. You know, and so you're you're a testimony of God's grace. You're a trophy uh, oh, in his yeah. kingdom. And uh, even how God has used your blindness to glorify him. Praise yeah, the I Lord. think of, you know, uh, John uh, chapter nine, the blind man, Jesus yes. said it wasn't because this man sinned or his parents, My but it goodness. was for the glory yes. of God. Yeah. And that's a uh, true in your life as well. And for those that are listening that don't have uh, their faith in Christ, there's hope. That's right. You know, Jesus Christ rose right. from the dead. One of us, yes, the divine son of man, but a human being made it to the other side. He paid a terrible price for our sins he shed his blood on Calvary's cross right there in Jerusalem where we were just a week ago walking the streets there where he was beaten. Uh, I actually reached down into the ground and grabbed a, a thorn, uh, a, a little branch of thorns that might have been the very type of branch that was used to make wow. his crown of thorns there. Yeah. I brought it home with me. I'll have to bring it in. But yes. um, it's, uh, uh, you know, the fact that Christ is the atonement, the one who paid our price. Um he did no sin, yet he stood in our place for us. Uh, and we know that uh, he's without sin. And so we can come to the Father with boldness, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter in Amen. by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us. So, Amen. ma'am, sir, you know, if you're living in a place of doubt and fear, of shame, maybe it's something you did just now or five minutes ago or five hours ago or what have you, uh, God is reaching out in his mercy right now. He's saying it's not too late. Put your trust in my son, Jesus Christ. God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten yes. son that whosoever believes on him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Right. It really is that simple, not easy, but simple. Just say, Lord, I'm willing to deny myself. I confess my sins, Lord, forgive me. Wash me clean, Lord. I put my trust in you. I believe you died for me and rose from the dead. You ascended into heaven now. Pour out your Holy Spirit. And the Lord says, receive my spirit even now. And as you put your faith in him today, 
He receives you as a son, Glory. as a daughter Glory. of the king, as a Thank citizen of the kingdom of God. Mm. There's nothing standing between you and heaven. I don't care what you did, wherever, whenever. He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west, never to remember them against us. So walk in freedom today in the joy of the Lord. God bless you. You're listening to Kingdom Talk Radio every Saturday here from 12 to 1 on 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town. You know, Loto, uh, going forward here on our trip to Israel, going back to that, you know, we we did uh, uh, spend time there in the Valley of Megiddo Mm -hmm. and the Mountain of Megiddo. It doesn't look like a mountain by California standards, but it is a hill there right in the heart of the When you're walking, yeah. Holy Definitely land. a mountain. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, you know, we understand that in the scriptures that it is prophesied that Armageddon, which, by the way, Armageddon is a transliteration of the Hebrew mm-hmm. of two words. Har, meaning mountain, and Megiddo is the city of Megiddo Beautiful. on the hill yes. there. Yes, so it's Armageddon. And we see in the Revelation chapter 16 regarding the sixth bowl judgment, it says that these spirits will assemble the nations into that place that in the Hebrew tongue is called Armageddon. So we learn that this is a staging area, okay, of this future battle against the nation of Israel in Zechariah 14, he says, I will gather all nations against Israel, but it says the Lord shall go forth and fight for them as the days of old. Yes. They're not going to be successful, but it's interesting to understand that we see there in Zechariah, as I mentioned, that God gathers these nations against Jerusalem, not up there in northern Israel. So what we learn also from Joel, the prophet Joel, that um, he says that uh, they will gather in the Valley of Jehoshaphat. And we know that's the Kidron Valley right next to the Temple Mount there in relationship to a battle that Jehoshaphat fought in history. And so it's interesting to see how that all plays out, that uh, we are able to look at the Scriptures and be aware that we can walk circumspectly to be wise, not as fools redeeming the time, for the days are evil. And so to be able to... uh, Understand that even right now in the United Nations, they're pushing for this new resolution to condemn the occupation, so-called, of Israel there on the West Bank. And uh, something like 90 nations joined in uh, on that uh, to uh, really uh, push against and persecute Israel uh, there in the Holy Land. So the stage is being set politically. Um, It's being set spiritually. Mm -hmm. And... Even geographically, uh, there we can see there in the Valley of Jezreel, right below uh, the the mountain of Megiddo, that uh, this is a large area that is perfect for a staging of a multinational military alliance against Israel. And we're going to talk more about that in pursuing Kingdom Talk Mm -hmm. programs uh, as we talk about eschatology, a study of end time and end time prophecy in the scriptures. But you know, Loto, right there by the Dead Sea, we stopped at Masada. Many of our listeners are familiar with some of the history there, but this was kind of their Custer's last stand for Israel against Rome there in, in AD 73. Now, 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 did you say Masada or Asada? Masada. Masada, okay, <laughs> not Masada. Carne, not Carne Asada. But. <laughs> that, you had me thinking. You had me thinking. And that's not where they get the uh, Masad from, right? Has no coalition, no no connection? You know, the Masad, the, the special elite yes. uh, uh, Israeli group, 
You know, I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah, well, that, that, yeah, I was wondering yeah, about that. It might very well may be. We'll have to look into that. Okay. But, yeah, but this is in AD 73. Now, we know that uh, Titus and the Roman armies gathered against Jerusalem. Jesus prophesied of this on uh, the sermon there on the Olivet Mount, uh, uh, all of it discourse there uh, in Matthew uh, 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. In the Olivet Discourse, he says that um, that when you see, therefore, the armies gathered against Gather. Jerusalem, know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Mm. And so he prophesied of this, and of course it happened. And uh, so the Romans raised Jerusalem. They destroyed it. They tore down the temple. Jesus said, see you not here uh, all these stones that should not be left here one stone upon yes. another. And so that came to pass in AD 70. Well, three years later, there was still a, a holdout of these zealots from the Sicarii band yeah. of Jews that were unflinching in their resistance to Rome. And so they went up to Masada because this was uh, Herod's palace out there in the desert next to the Dead Sea. And it had supplies there. There was food there, there was water, and there were supplies. And they, they held out there for uh, quite a period of time, uh, well over a year. And they were there, and the Roman armies came around, and they actually uh, sieged the mountain. They uh, went around the mountain, and they built a, a, like a, a wall around it. And they were trying to starve out the Jews. Well, the Jews uh, had water and food, so they were, they were surviving um, but they built a ramp. It's still there today. You can mm. see the dirt ramp that was built, uh, where they came up the side of the mountain and then they breached the wall. And there were, uh, 900 of these, uh, Jews that were holdouts there on Masada. And they were in, uh, a makeshift synagogue out of a library that was there on Masada. And, uh, they had, uh, a conscience against, Suicide. They knew that it was against the Lord's will to commit yeah. suicide. So it's kind of strange what happened, and there's a lot of debate about whether it was right or not, but they ended mm -hmm. up um, uh, killing uh, each other, and then the final person killed himself. And uh, we see that there was one woman and a child that lived. They went and hid themselves, and they were able to tell the story. But what's amazing, Loto and mm -hmm. listeners, is that in that makeshift synagogue there on Masada, there in the library, where we stood, they found manuscript scraps of wow. the Tanakh, wow. the Old Testament. And lo and behold, what is it? It's the prophet Ezekiel. None other than Ezekiel chapter 37, uh, out of the tens of thousands of verses that could have been preserved yes. from the dust and ashes yes. of Masada. God <laughs> preserves Ezekiel 37. Wow. And uh, we stood right there in that library, and I was able to uh, read from Ezekiel 37. Jeez. And, and we see that uh, that the Lord, uh, you know, is is prophesying through mm -hmm. Ezekiel yes. about the dry bones, and our listeners, uh, many of them, are aware of yeah. that. But just think about that—a prophecy of the future restoration of Israel, found at the very site where those holdouts were mm. that that ended up in death and destruction. God gives hope, miraculous Jeez. messages of hope from Holy Writ, from the Scriptures, and it says Yahweh's hand was upon me. Yeah. This is Ezekiel speaking. He brought me out in Yahweh's spirit mm -hmm. and set me down in the middle of the valley and it was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and behold, they were very dry. And he said unto me, son of man, 
Can these bones live? I answered, mm. Lord Yahweh, you know. Again, he said unto me, prophesy over these bones. Tell them, you dry bones, hear Yahweh's word. Thus says the Lord Yahweh to these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you will live. I will lay sinews upon you and bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put my breath in you, and you will live. Then you shall know that I am Yahweh. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and there was a noise, and there was an earthquake, and the bones came together bone to bone, and I saw, and behold, there were sinews that came upon them, and flesh came upon them, and skin covered them about, but there was no breath in them. Then he said unto me, prophesy to the wind, prophesy, son of man, tell the wind, thus says the Lord Yahweh, come forth, hallelujah, from the four winds, breath, and breathe breath on these slain that they may live. Thank you, Lord. So I prophesied as he commanded, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, son of man, these bones are none other than the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up. Our hope is lost. We are completely cut off. Mm. Therefore prophesy and tell them, thus says the Lord Yahweh, behold, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves. My people, I will bring you into the land of Israel. You will know that I am Yahweh and I have opened your graves and caused you to come out of your graves. My people, I'll put my spirit in you and you will live and I will place you in your own land. Isn't that amazing? Thank you, Lord. Amen. There you go. Look at that. Amen. Again, you know, it's anything could have been saved from Scripture, but God chose to bring to life again those very words prophesying of the restoration of the nation of Israel yes. in these last days, yes. the very days we live in, Loto. Amen. Amen. You know, 1948. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. we weren't born yet, but mm-hmm. some of our friends... Uh, were alive at that time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we also know that in 1967 in the six day war that, uh, yeah. Jerusalem was recaptured by Israel fulfilling Amen. prophecy. Amen. Jesus said, Jerusalem shall be trodden down to the Gentiles until the fullness of the yeah. Gentiles become in. Thank you. Lord. And so prophecy is being fulfilled right before our eyes, brothers and sisters. Uh, and it's an exciting time to be alive in Christ on planet earth. And, uh, you know, also, Loto, on our trip, we went to hell and back. Uh, we ended up in Gehenna, the Valley of Hinnom. Jesus uses that valley right outside the temple. Yes. Just south of the temple there. It meets up with the Kidron Valley there on the eastern side. But in that Valley of Hinnom, uh, there's some history there. Of, it's not good history of Israel. Mm-hmm. It's a place where they would uh, burn uh, their refuse. They would... Um, uh, end up when they were backslidden and apostate against Yahweh, they off, ended up offering up their children to Moloch. Yeah. Not unlike what's happening in our culture of death today, where abortion is such a big part yeah. of what's going on. But we, we, we don't even let them become children. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so here in the Valley of Hinnom, Jesus uses this term for hell in more than one place. One of the places in scripture in Matthew. He says, fear not man that can kill the body, but cannot Come on. kill the soul. But fear him that can destroy both, both body and soul in Gehenna. Man. So yes. he's referencing the Valley of Hinnom, which is a metaphor of hell. God's judgment yeah. and hell. Yeah. Right. And the fire of God. And mm. so we were right there at, 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 uh, in, in hell, in Hinnom. Okay. And uh, lo and behold, just in the last decade, there was found a manuscript scrap. <laughs> this is our God, okay? And so what is the manuscript scrap? First of all, it's on 
silver. Okay. Wow. And it is the oldest extant manuscript of any scripture that we have today that's Jeez. been found. Yeah. You know, the Masoretic text that the uh, Hebrew Bibles are mostly based upon today mm-hmm. come from about 1000 AD. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the Dead Sea Scrolls, Hebrew, is about 150 BC. So that's much older. And what's amazing is that it lines up yes. with the Masoretic text showing how God's preserved his word. So we can trust the Bible. It hasn't Amen. been lost in Amen. translation. It hasn't been lost throughout the millennia. God has preserved his word. He says, my word endures forever. Yes. And so um, he says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall never pass away. That is amazing. Brother. And what is the verse, Loto? Mm-hmm. The verses? Believe it or not, it's the only prayer that Yahweh gives in Scripture. It's the Aaronic blessing, meaning Aaron, the high priest, was told to pray this blessing over God's people. And it is Numbers 6, 22 to 27. It's the benediction that many of us use even today. Yes. And it is. that You shall pray this over the people. He says, Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his son saying, this is how you will bless the children of Israel, saying to them, Yahweh bless you and keep you. Yahweh make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Yahweh lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And you shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Loto from the dust and ashes of hell of Gehenna, the Valley of Gehenna, where they burned their refuse, where they offered up their children to the fire God Molech. God preserved this ironic blessing for us today. Praise God. To be discovered now. Come on, amen. Well, can I share something right here? Yes, please. something I have to share with. God preserves his word. And even in the worst of situations. Come on. uh, In the ashes and the dust of this place and in the the war, uh, in, in the... A dry valley, you know, and amongst the bones, you know, in in the other place that you're talking about, and and, and I just, you know, every, you know, Dennis. Every time I, I uh, we record, you know, uh, Kingdom Talk, I always have a picture in my mind, and I just picture somebody in their garage on a Saturday afternoon yep. cleaning. And some of you are doing that, you know, and 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 some of you, it's the holidays, right? You know, it's Thanksgiving season, and then it's going to be Christmas season. You know, just something that I'm really big about this during this time that the happy holidays aren't happy for everybody. That there are those who, man, they dread the holidays, and you know what? The the Thanksgiving is like the Valley of Dry Bones for them, mm-hmm. and 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 Christmas even is like henna for them. You know, it it, it represents these, these places of ashes and dry bones and dust. And some of you are, are are going through that right now. I say it all the time. You know, you you're probably well right now. You're probably going through your garage and you found pictures, and you found pictures of him or her, mm. and she she hasn't been around for for months now. You haven't seen them for years. You you still look at the empty chair at the dining table. You still see the the, the missing presents under the Christmas tree. And and right now it's like you're going through your your own hell. You're going through your own, mm. you know, just your your sorrow and your grief and your loss. You know, and, and, and man, just want to remind you that God's promises, He preserves His word to you. He preserves, and you might be wondering, God, how am I supposed to find joy in the midst of this? How am I supposed to find peace in the midst of this? And it's so dark, you can't see anything. You can't even see your your own hand in the front of you. But it's okay because Abraham went to a whole different country, trusting somebody that he couldn't even see. And matter of fact, Abraham couldn't even see the country that he was going to. But he still went and he still put one foot in the front of the other. 
And just want to encourage, you know, those of you that are listening in, keep one foot in front of the other. You know, it's, it's, it's hard when you deal with grief. It's hard when, when you deal with loss. But just like Dennis has said, talking about, you know, how God has preserved his word in these places for thousands of years, how much more will he preserve you? Wow. Wow. Yes. Uh, in James, he talks about that, um, that, uh, that the, the righteous shall endure forever. And we know in, in, in Daniel chapter 12, he says, that those that be wise shall shine as the brightness of yes. heaven, and those who turn many to righteousness as the stars yes. forever. Hallelujah. Yes. You know, um, and so, uh, you know, he says again in, in 1 John, uh, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, for the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, mm. the pride of life, or not of the Father, but of the world. No. The world yes. passes away. Yes. But he who does the will of God <laughs> abides forever. Amen. Amen. And look at this. I just got to remind you, we're talking about the Valley of Hinnom. Yes. Gehenna in the land of Israel today. Still there where they offered up their children to Moloch in the fire, the fire God there. And they burned their refuge and their dung there. Right there in the Valley of Hinnom that they discovered this manuscript on a piece of silver in ancient Paleo Hebrew. And it's the ironic (laughs) blessing, brothers and sisters. This is a miracle. God's word is alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. God is alive and well. God Mm. is not dead. Mm. God is alive today. What a privilege to be in Christ today. In the kingdom of God. Yes, you're listening to Kingdom Talk Radio Mm. here every Saturday from 12 to 1. We're talking all things kingdom. And you know, we... I had the privilege of interviewing the ambassador, Yoram Eddings, yeah, there in Israel. And, and you and, and Phil did such yeah. a fantastic job Praise while I was God. away. I was telling you guys, you better not go viral or I'm going to have to <laughs> fire you. Don't do such a good job because I'm going to be jealous. But no, it was it was so great. We ended up talking. I called you while we were on the bus. That was amazing. In, heading, we were heading uh, between Jerusalem and the Valley of Elah yeah. where David fought Goliath with a sling and won. Yes. Uh, and... Uh, Anyhow, so you can go back and subscribe on mm-hmm. podcast to listen to that. But he had great insights, and he had a lot of respect yes, for America yes. and our founding fathers. Oh didn't my he? gosh, it, amazing! Yeah, yeah. He, he he loves and appreciates our founding documents and, mm-hmm. and our uh, Judeo Christian foundation more than many Americans does. Amen. It was just a joy to interview him, and and he talked about uh, the nefarious relations between Iran and these leftist. Uh, uh, really revolutionary insurrectionists in Central America, yeah. including uh, in Venezuela, Maduro, and, and even in uh, Nicaragua and El Salvador, yeah. and how that there's yes. this alliance. And it's yes. that old saying, you know, my enemy's yep. enemy is my friend. friend yeah. And so, but here's the crema de la cream, the icing on the cake, the cherry on the top. Out of everyone that I would want to meet in Israel, Loto, uh, God set up a divine appointment. It's the last night. We changed hotels on the last night. Oh, wow, yes. And we ended up walking into the dining room because they, they give a full fare of food. The tours are amazing. The food's fantastic. The hotels are great. We walk in, and none other than Rabbi Tovia Singer. Now, some of our listeners may know yeah. who he is, but most of them will not. Mm-hmm. Why did I want to see him? Well, he's, the, he's really, I think, the world's foremost anti-Christian Jewish rabbi. He mm. hates the New Testament. He hates Christianity. 
he has led people away from faith in Christ. And a man that I knew uh, actually was deceived by him. And uh, so I've taken that personal, and I've studied his false doctrine, and uh, I've got uh, a couple hundred pages of refutation of his false teaching. And so I walked up to him. He's got 62,000 followers, and I don't recommend listening to him unless you're inoculated with a strong understanding of God's Mm. Word. Um, But I would be welcome to answer any questions that you would have at least try to. I'm not saying I got it all figured out, but yeah. I would I would make an effort to to do that. And uh, the reality is, is that uh, I said, hey, would I be able to come and join you and your group there in the conference hall? Because he was speaking that evening. And Loto, it was dynamic. His groups there, most of them were ex-believers. Oh. Oh, yeah, okay. And the Lord gave me rapport for some reason yes. in Tovia's eyes oh, because he allowed awesome. me to engage him for 45 awesome. minutes yes. during his talk, going back wow. and forth. And we went back and forth. Everything from Isaiah 7. Mm. A virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son. shall call his name Emmanuel. And he, he attacked that and said, well, that word Alma in the Hebrew is not virgin. It means young woman. Well, wrong. Lo and behold, that word Alma is used of Rachel. Oh, yeah. The bride of Jacob. Yes. And how that uh, she was called Alma and she was mm. a virgin. And also what's interesting, in the Septuagint, in the Greek translation of the Hebrew, of Isaiah seven fourteen, the word is Parthenos. Those Jewish scholars, yeah. about 150 to 200 B.C., they understood Alma to mean virgin. A virgin shall conceive. Mm-hmm. And so we went back and forth on some of these dynamics and uh, able to really uh, take a stand for the gospel. I proclaimed the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. God. And there was pushback. A couple of his followers got angrily, violently angry. They wanted to throw me oh. out of the room. But he defended me and said, no, I like this guy. Let's continue the conversation. And then he said, Dennis, if you stick around, we can talk longer. And so some of his followers stayed around. We talked for another two hours, Loto. It was midnight when I got back to my room. <laughs> and it God. was such a gift wow. from heaven. Yes. Out of anyone that I'd want to talk to, whether the premier, the, the prime minister or what have you, I would want to... Meet this man and be able to take a stand for the gospel of the kingdom of yeah. God. And we'll talk more about that on ensuing Kingdom Talk programs with regards to how we defend our faith awesome. uh, in awesome. light of an onslaught That's of awesome. those who are doubting yes. the veracity of the New Testament Amen. and even our Lord Jesus Christ. So what a joy that is. And then we met with Messianic leaders there, yeah. one for Israel. Our listeners may know of that ministry. Also, Tikkun Ministries, Asher Intrader and Ron Cantor. Uh, head that up, and we got an update from them regarding the messianic movement there in Israel. What a joy! That's amazing, uh, really. It was, it was just amazing. And then they yeah. had the election. Of course, Bibi, yes, uh, the longest serving prime minister, yeah. got back into power, and he had an alignment there. So we got insights from these messianic okay. leaders on the dynamics there. There's, there's uh, really four parties that uh-huh. joined together to support and give Bibi or Benjamin Netanyahu yeah. the prime ministership once again so 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 i you know I, I i hear quite a bit that that was practically a miracle to pull that off it was an amazing feat can you kind of explain that my goodness loto it's amazing uh-huh. you know we're running out of time here we okay, just got okay, a few okay, minutes okay, but okay. i am going to touch on it but thank you okay, for that question it's yes, a yeah. great question Man. and uh what happened was for the first time uh there's three religious zionist parties these are orthodox jews they believe the torah they believe mm-hmm, the Tanakh. Mm-hmm, they believe the Bible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They believe Messiah's coming. Yes. They don't recognize when he comes. It's going to be a second time. Yeah. But they 
uh, aligned together to give the majority. You have to have 61 seats okay. uh, in the Knesset, which is like their Congress, yeah. to have a majority government, to be able to form the government, to okay. set up the Secretary of Defense and Education, to set up you know the all right. that, the, the government, right? Yes. Well, um, lo and behold, Bibi got 31 seats from the Likud party that he's a part of. It's a conservative party mm-hmm. there. But uh, with these three other religious Zionist parties, they brought him up to 64 wow. seats. And this is wow. unheard of. And there's so much there. And we're going to talk more about this awesome. on Kingdom Talk awesome. as we go forward. In fact, I have an interview of Asher Intrader. He is a patriarch, really a father of the Messianic movement in modern-day Israel. And we sat down with him. Oh, we got to bring that up. We're going we're gonna to play some of yes, that. Amen. And he gives amazing insights. And you're going to love it, Loto. Awesome. Our listeners are going to love it. Praise God. And uh, we'll share that with you. But, um, you know, uh, it is setting the stage because these religious Zionists, mm-hmm. they believe that Messiah is going to be the king of Israel. Hello? That he's going to be a political leader. Hello. Wow. That he's going to sit there in Jerusalem in the temple. Mm. Okay. And it's really kind of setting the stage potentially for uh, the Antichrist system uh, because they're not recognizing the true Messiah. But we know from prophecy that um, blindness in part has happened to Israel. Mm -hmm. And then it says all Israel shall be saved. So there's a revival coming to the Holy Land. It's already starting today. And there's just as in America, there's a polarization. There's a clash of kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of man. Jesus said, my kingdom's not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight. But he Mm -hmm. said, but now my kingdom is not from here. He didn't say it's never going to be from here. He said now. Yes. And so when he comes back to the Mount of Olives and he establishes his kingdom, he's going to sit on the throne of David. He's going to reign from Jerusalem for a thousand years. Hallelujah. God's kingdom is growing of the increase of his government and of his kingdom. There shall be no end. So we're going to give more on that update. But Loto, it's been such a joy to be here with you. Praise God. We, miss, we miss Philville this yes, week. But, yes. but, you know, thank you for sharing your testimony Praise and how God. God parted the Red Sea for you. Amen. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And uh, he parted the Red Sea for me mm. and for you, our listeners, those who have put their faith in Christ. And even today, some of you, we trust, uh, have put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And yes. I do want to mention that um, we are uh, sending this medical container off to Uganda, mm. uh, over a half a million dollars worth of medical supplies from Medical Ministries International right here in Fresno. Please join in with us on that. You can reach me at Dennis.McCourt at gmail.com, Dennis, D-E-N-N-I-S dot McCourt, M-C-C-O-U-R-T at gmail.com. Um, or you can text me. I'm going to give out my cell number here, uh, 408-832-4581. This is an amazing investment in the kingdom of Praise God because we're only having to pay for shipping. Mm. Think about this. It's a 50 times return on investment. So if you give $1,000, you're giving $50,000 worth of medical supplies. You give a dollar, you're giving $50 worth. So please reach out to me. Let's get this done. Get it sent off next year to Uganda in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening to Kingdom Talk Radio. We are blessed to be a part of your lives here every Saturday from 12 to 1. We're going to go forward in faith and confidence, lifting up our heads for our redemption draws near. Let's rise up. Let the joy of the Lord be our strength. Let's have a lift in our heels the two-edged sword of God's word in our mouth. 
and let's go forward proclaiming the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God. God bless you all. Talk to you next week.